as you might know, um, we're doing things a little bit differently today, this morning. But it's not so different, right? As Marilyn has said, it's that we're worshiping, we're gathering together in the name of the one, of our Father Jesus Christ. Um, as we're finding out this morning, is something I've always said the church isn't a building, the church is a body of people. And God has brought us here for such a time as this to love our community, to share the love of Jesus Christ with as many people as we can in this island. And uh, so this morning, as you know, we're in the series called Exchange. Last week, we talked about exchanging fear for faith, and our brother Matt did a fantastic job um, talking about how Christianity and science merge together and they're congruent. And how it'll all work out in the end, and we'll get to see, we'll get to see that fruit. Uh, this morning, I thought it'd be appropriate. Let's continue that. So we'll do part two: exchange fear for faith, because it's relevant. So if you guys are, are like me, I've been getting texts and phone calls and messages about people being quarantined to their homes to not travel. Uh, we have friends that are that are across the states right now. Italy is, is 13 days before us, and I'm, I'm now, we're now reading reports of what's happening on the other side of the world. So I just want to pray specifically this morning for our leaders, for our medical community, for the emergency teams that are, that are just trying to help us plan and prepare. Um, we don't have the answers right, and, and we often never do, but we know the one who does. Amen. And so today's message is about trusting God. If you'll join me in prayer to get us started. Um, there in your living rooms, in your homes. Um, I'm thinking about you guys. Some of you got dressed up. Some of you are, some of you are still in your pajamas, and that's okay. Um, our Father God, we're two or more gathering. Our Father God is here with you. So let's pray. Father, we love you. Father, I, I don't think it's any accident that, um, that you're calling us just to slow down, to not fear, and to trust you. God, I ask during this time that you that you ordain this because it's, it's how you work. Um, that you call everyone to your name. And thank you, Father, for, for reminding us as you often do that you're the only one that we need. You're just asking us to love you and love one another. And right now, it's, it's exponential in that regard. Father, thank you for sending us your son. Thank you that he is the only one. And thank you today that we can gather even in our homes, even across the United States, we can gather in your name, as your church. Please be with us. Please protect us. In Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning we're, we're starting a message called Exchange Fear for Faith and actually continuing part two of that message. And we'll be reading in Joshua 1, 1, 9. If you're, if you're online, you'll get to see sermon notes. Just click on the notes tab. Um, if you're on Facebook, there's a link where you can go to church online. Uh, we have one of our ministers, Damon Hargraves, uh, manning that. You can uh, request prayer at any time. And at the end of the service, we'll, we'll have a special time of prayer again. But Joshua 1, 1 through 9. It reads, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. That's promise number one. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river of Euphrates to the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Promise number two. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. And there starts the first command. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law of my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Then you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. There's another command. We'll talk about why these are important here in a moment. Notice he's giving us promises and commands. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. What's cool about this is Joshua, prophet of God, gets to see, gets to continue the promise, the fulfillment of what God started in Moses. You know, God always does what he looks for people that are faithful. And, it, and, and God uses people in spite of what our fears. But he still likes to tell us in his word, you have nothing to fear, do not fear, be strong and courageous. God keeps his promises. God kept his promise to Abraham, to Moses, and to Joshua. He led the Israelites to the land of Canaan. The great thing is when God makes a promise, he keeps it. Even if it takes a lifetime. Or, or several lifetimes. Like I think in our, our human understanding, we're always so focused on what? On me and today. And we're always wanting to see that promise that we feel like God has made us and has to come to fruition today. Like right now, that's our human, that's our human nature. That's our human instinct. God says, I will keep my promises. It may not be in your lifetime. It may be in your kids' lifetimes. It may be in their kids' lifetimes. But he says, I will keep my promises. In the meantime, I just want you to trust and obey me. Verse 3 says, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Verse 5 and 6 says, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land swore to their ancestors and give to them. So God's at work. There's something bigger going on. There always is. Like all we can see is right in front of us, right? All we can see is today. All we can see is now. And he's just saying, I want you to trust me. Like, I just want you to trust me with this next step. And when we look and we read the news and we pick up our papers, 
and we even try to pay attention to what's going on in our workplaces right now, our schools, maybe even in our homes, there's fear. There's fear for our loved ones, there's fear for our kids, there's fear for our jobs. And that's normal, that's human, that's human nature. God, all through his word, and especially in this word today, and by the way, this is not the sermon that I prepared for you. <laughs> this is like 10 minutes ago. It just became obvious and said, you've got to set aside what you're calling Mary and just and speak to this word today. Because he's saying, guys, you don't need to worry about your job. You don't need to worry about your kids. You don't need to worry about those in your family who are immune compromised. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that they're not going to be impacted. It doesn't mean that you're you're not going to be impacted. What it means is we can trust God with what's going to happen. So let's make this personal a little bit for you and me today. As you're sitting in your living rooms with your families around you, maybe friends, maybe some of you are sitting alone in front of a, a computer, we've got handful of us sitting in the pews today. Thank you, by the way, for heeding our leaders' advice and our medical community's recommendation to, to isolate for a time. But if we make this personal, my question is to you. What promises and truths are you holding on to today? What promises has God made to you? What promises God confirmed in you, what is he saying to you right now? To each of us individually. Either we're listening for God's voice, we're in his word, or we're not. And I think sometimes these days are reminders of, hey, maybe I need to listen more. Maybe I need to go to these scriptures, Joshua 1-9, we'll get to Isaiah 26 here in a moment. Maybe it's like, maybe God is the only one that's in control. Maybe he is the one that has the answers. What promises God and truth has God made to you or has to you? After God tells Joshua that they would take the land, he says, No one shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave. In verse 5, we know that God was with Moses, and it said he spoke to God face to face as man would have done. Moses' personal relationship with God would be continued in Joshua, and God reminded him, I will be with you just like I was with Moses. And just as with Moses, I will never leave you. I believe God is trying to remind us that the reason why we have this book of Joshua, the reason why he gives us the scripture, is to remind us that I'm not, I'm not moving away from you. I'm with you. I'm not going to forsake you. Like I promise, no matter what happens, no matter what storm or trial or season comes up that we, honestly, we feel like we can't bear, he's saying, I'm with you. And you can trust me. When is the last time that you clearly heard from God? Like each one of us, I, I just I want us to ask ourselves that question when we go to bed at night, when we wake up in the morning. Like, Father.
Father God, I want to hear from you today. Like drive me into your word and remind me of how much you love me. And how much you want us to prosper. You want us to bless others. You want to flow through us. You want us to bring a light and a hope and a confidence and a peace to our homes, right? To our workplaces. To our communities. Even us as Christians, right? For those of us who know Christ, we often live in what? We often live in fear. We often live in doubt. Because we are comfortable inside of our comfort zones, we are we are comfortable with what we can control. I think, and I'm, I'm not a prophet, so I'm not standing up here as a prophet before you today. I'll, I'll let God's word be that. But I, but I am a discerning, you know, man who loves God and, and a mixed with truth, right? And I think this is a, a unique opportunity. For our community to see us as people who love God and love one another, who don't live in fear. You know, yes, we're going to be obedient and we're going to follow our authorities leadership. There's a reason why we're not meeting today is because we had a wise counselor in the medical community text and say, we, we are recommending you cancel services immediately. And in my human flesh and nature, I thought, well, we have one more week, right? We can, we can hang out for one more week and worship together. And then I said, all right, Aaron, are you going to trust? Are you going to trust what the medical community is, is advising? So thank you, guys. When was the last time that God let you know that he was with you? If you're hearing this today, let me just say it loud and clear. Maybe there's only one thing you need to hear this morning. God is with you. He's with us. He's with us in the storm. He's with us in the trial. He's with us when there's no money in our bank accounts. He's with us when there's a surplus in our bank accounts. He's with us when we, we can or cannot protect our kids. He's with us when things don't go the way they need to go at work or the way we feel like we want them to go. He's with us when we're sinning. He's with us when we're not sinning. He's all. His grace is much larger than we can imagine. So last weekend, we heard from Matt, but just a few days before that, I got to do something that I love to do. I challenged several of you guys to come with us, but, but some of you um, probably wisely said, no, it's not for you this time. We. Uh, about 10 of us guys went and stayed in um, snow shelters in the mountains. And so if it gets really bad in the end times, right, if we're in the middle of the end times, we've at least got five snow shelters that I know we can retreat to. And I think they're solid. So we've got fire, we've cut, it's like ready to go. But no, the reason why I like these mountain trips is that there's a time, there are times you get away and just get quiet. And there's a time to get away and just meditate and focus on, okay, God, what, what do you have for us in this moment? And I always use it as quiet time in the mornings and we watch the beautiful sunrise come up over the mountains, over the snow-covered mountains here in Kodiak. So on top of Sheraton, the ten guys kind of dug in, built snow shelters. We made coffee together, we boiled water, 
and we pray for one another. We went to God in scripture. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you today is, is the first time I got to do that, I was in the midst of a personal trial and a storm, and I wasn't I wasn't completely given over to God yet. And I had a choice to make. I said, God, and I think he was making it super clear, are you going to trust me enough to make it Or are you going to do what you do often, Larry, and get your own hands in the circumstance and completely mess it up first, and then when everything's all falling apart, are you going to get on your knees finally and trust the rest of it? So I got that through this one scripture that I'd like to share with you. And I shared it before, but I want to break it down this morning. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. On top of the mountain, my first mountain trip in quiet time. It was a beautiful sunny day, just like today. Through Isaiah 26, 3, I believe God said, You can trust me. And Larry, I also want you to rest in me. Think about it. He gave a promise. But he also, on the other side of that promise, he has more. And it's like you have these two things in one. He says, I've got something for you, but I, but I have something for you to do also. So let me read that and see if it hits you the same way. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast or stayed on you, is another translation, because they trust in you. He's talking about us. Trust in the Lord God forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself is the eternal life. So that first one again, you will keep in perfect peace if we let go. <laughs> if I'll take my hands off this situation and circumstance for one minute and say, God, it's yours. Whatever that fear is that you might have in your heart or in your mind, the pain you wake up with, the pain you go to bed at night thinking about, Get all less on your shoulders, right? Because you're the CEO of the universe. And when did you get that title, by the way? Who gave it to you? You will keep in perfect peace when you let go. Those whose minds are steadfast, not anxious. So Philippians 4 6, do, 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about what? Anything. Because they trust in you. Because we trust in God. In Christ. It's not a self-reliance. If there's anything that we're learning today, it's we are going to have zero control probably in the next 30 years. And there's, there's a limit to our self-reliance. I know a lot of the doomsday preppers out there are like saying, finally, like we told you this was coming. <laughs> and you might be right. You might be right. I almost taught on Revelation this morning. It's a refresher. It's, it's a hint. It may be. It may be a birth pain. It may be labor, labor pains. The next coming future. I don't know. Again, I'm not a prophet. But I've read the scripture enough to know. We have very little control about what happens in, in these last days. And God is constantly trying to show us self reliance isn't going to get you through this. Isaiah 26 3 just rang in my head and my heart and said, Larry, you've got to trust and rest in 
and what I'm doing. It's way different. Joshua 1 9, you already know it. Says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Just as God was with Moses and with Joshua, He desires to be with you now. Some of us struggle with the idea of looking back in Scripture and saying, Yeah, God was close with Moses. He was close with Abraham. He was close with Joshua. But who am I? Who am I to say I deserve to be close with God? And right there in Scripture says, I will never leave you or forsake you. In Christ, he says, I must go now, but I am leaving you my spirit, and through my spirit, you will be united to us. For those of us who said yes and decided, you know what, I believe that Christ died for me. I believe that there's a bigger picture, a bigger story happening. I thank you that I get to be a Christ follower and be a part of it. And Father, I trust you. For those of us who put our faith in Christ and trust in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit to guide us. We have God's word as the truth, as the sword, right? It teaches, it corrects, it reproves, like it's it's every, it's all we need. And we have each other to call each other out and encourage and admonish and hold accountable for when we're getting it wrong and when we're getting it right. So I'll ask again, what is God saying to you today? Maybe you need to turn off the news just for a few hours. You know, maybe on a bright, beautiful, sunny day, I don't think it's a coincidence we could go outside and explore some of God's beauty. That's allowed, by the way. We can isolate and go out the trail. Just don't congregate in groups of five or more, I think is the rule. I'm just saying, like, take some time and and say, you know what? I'm not going to fear and I'm not going to stew and I'm not going to sit in my home and worry. Father God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to go. I'm just going to get outside or go wherever you like to go to get some quiet time and get with you, Jesus. Like, I love to get on my knees and hand over all the things that I I am holding tightly. God wants us to know his will, his plan, and his promises. He is trying to speak to you today. He is trying to reveal to you his will through his word. Through prayers, it's time to connect with him. We had several prayers this last week in our Wednesday prayer meeting. Marilyn had shared. I wasn't able to share those in our prayer time this morning, but just know you are being grateful every week. What is God confirming for you through others? While God is working to fulfill his promise, he wants us to focus on. So this is the part where where we say, oh God, God, I trust in you. Okay, I trust in you. But God says, I have something for you to do. There's something that we we need to do on our end. Verse 6 in Joshua says, be strong. My other favorite scripture in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14 says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Let all that you do be done in love. He says, just be strong. Have peace. It's the opposite of what? Weakness and fear. Verse 8 says, meditate on his word. 
And in verse 9, it says, fear not. Like, he knows that we're fearful people. He knows that as, as what we always like to say as individuals, we're smart, but as a group of people, we're what? We're not too bright. <laughs> we're more like a herd of sheep or cattle. He knows that about us. And those of us, it depends on where you lean, whether you're trusting the government or the news, or you're, or you're honestly frustrated with the, with the news and, and the panic that's out there. Like what we prayed this morning before we even got started is, our Father God knows what's happening. And oftentimes he, he says, I just want you to submit to your authorities and just trust that I'm even bigger than they are. So I was thinking in a few weeks, maybe in a few months, we'll get to have a better picture of what's happening now. And my prayer is that God is using this time of obedience to say and to work out his will and maybe protect us. Joshua waited years for God to fulfill his promise. Moses didn't feel qualified. He he submitted to God's will to lead his people, and he was fully available. Both of these guys have decided, you know what? I'm going to trust God. I'm just going to take the next step that he asked me to take in this last part. I'm going to be available for whatever he says. I'm looking at and a small few of us in the church this morning that said, I'm going to be available. Even though I could be sitting at home in my pajamas with a coffee cup, and I'm not, I'm thankful for those of you that are, by the way. But there is a small skeleton crew of us this morning that said, I'm available. And turns out that's exactly what we need. God's playing now. Emil said, What am I going to go home and do? Watch sports? They're all canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so some of you feel that way. So it's like we have a we have a captive audience. I think this is the pastor's dream, right? Captive audience, no distractions. Everybody's finally tuned in. Father, forgive me. So this is a question I think you can write down or text to yourself. It's a three-word question, but I think it's life-changing. And I. many of us sit too often inside of our comfort zones and we wait. Or there's someone that may need our help or something to do and it's it's too inconvenient or it feels too strange. And you say, God, not me, someone else. Am I available? Am I available geographically for my neighbors, for our community? Am I available circumstantially? at the local coffee shop, or just maybe on the hiking trail. So I have a story, and it it kind of takes me back to a time that often often I want to forget. One day my family and I were moving from, I believe it was Conroe, Texas, to Willis, Texas, and we just moved all of our stuff into our home, and, and there was, you know, that last little bit in the garage at the other house that no one really wants to get, and you're like, why do I keep this stuff? I was on my way back to go pick up that last little bit and sweep out the garage, and so I took our van, our family van, and I'm driving along the road, and off in the distance, I see a, I see a figure that's kind of running or walking on the side of the road. And immediately, it's almost like all of my senses were in tune with this person for some reason. Even before I get to them, 
Well, sure enough, as I get closer, it turns out to be a young lady who's wearing some overalls, um, and she's hobbling a little bit. And immediately, it was just like, if everything you need, she was like, I need me to pull in on something. I mean, it was like, it was undeniable, just, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll pull over and check on this person. So I pull over and I get closer, and I pull up to a young woman who's just bawling, crying, makeup running down her face, her clothes are torn, and I rolled down my window, and as traffic is flying by, I asked, do you need any help? She couldn't even speak. She was so overwhelmed with what had been happening. So it took it took three minutes. It felt like ten minutes, but probably three minutes for her to get to the point where she could say anything. She just she just said, "I'm just trying to get away from from my boyfriend." Long story short, I was able to give her a ride to the other side of town, and she shared with me what had happened. And I was able to take her to a safe place, to get her to a friend that could help her, and to share with her this, this last point. You know, I said, I said, God loves you more than you know. And he just, he wants a different life than you, than where you're at now. And, I, and I'm not pretending to know your circumstances. And she was able to drive off with a friend. And then I was, went on about my day and finished moving. And God, God asks us, are you aware? See, what many don't know and what the story I don't like to share is my mom was that woman. There were too many times to count of me growing up as a single mother that experienced those exact situations. And as a young man, I wish I could do something. It's, it's interesting how God uses some of the things in our past that we experience and constantly lets us intersect areas. And, and that was specific to me, but it was, are you aware? I think in our community, we, we have a nonstop reminder in this question of, are you aware? Is it just about you? Is it just about my walk with Christ, having this perfect world and, and all my bills paid and my kids going to the college that I want them to and my wife being happy and riding horses, right, with a great job? Is that really what, it, what it's about? Because she knows those are bad things, right? We can't argue with those things. But that's where our minds, if we're not careful, that's what our minds get focused on is me. My will, my marriage, my kids, their futures. But I think God's saying, Mary, that's great, but I promise to take care of all of that for you. You've got to trust me with this. But I'm going to teach you by helping you step outside of your comfort zone every now and then so that you can really trust what I'm doing all over the world. Many of us answered yes that we're available. I think some of us aren't as available as we think we are. So I was I was challenged one day. I was sharing. I believe I shared that same story. And then I went to Starbucks and I and I, and I started praying. I'm like, God, you, I haven't seen you do something like that in quite a while. 
Like it's been weeks or months since I've been able to, to be used in someone's life that specifically. And I started praying, I was like, God, I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to share someone, you with someone today. And literally, 30 seconds later, this guy just comes walking into Starbucks and sits down right in front of me at the table. And he's looking at me and goes, I just need a friend. Can we talk? <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. And I'm just, my mind is blown, right? And, and I, and poor guy, he's talking, and I'm not hearing a word he's saying because my mind is blown. I'm just freaking out about it. I just, I'm thinking, I just prayed this prayer. This guy named Sean stood right in front of me. We're having coffee together now. He starts quoting Ezekiel Ministry word for word, word for word, all the way through. I think God gives us these tests not to think, "Am I worthy? Can I really live?" The truth is, we often stay in our comfort zones. Like how much we trust God is how big our comfort zone is. You ever thought about that? You trust God a little, your bubble is little. Your comfort zone is very little because it's what? It's what we can control. You trust God a lot, your comfort zone gets a lot bigger. Because why? Because you're relying on faith and a God that He's going to push forward with. So I'll wrap up with this part. I don't know how long I've been talking, so forgive me. This is like on video. You guys are probably yawning at home right now. So let me wrap up. But let me wrap up with a challenge. What do you need to give to God today? Every single one of us needs to give God one thing. Fear, pride, insecurity, doubt, busyness. Busyness is a one, and I think it's no accident that, that we actually have this across our, our communities, like we're going to shut everything down, we're going to be less busy, and yes, it's going to impact us economically. Unforgiveness. I believe every single person, I believe God is trying to get us to let go of that one last thing. I believe that we can start to trust him with that and rest in him and that is possible. So as we wrap up a call, the worship team back up, isn't it time we trust and rest in the one who knows us most? For those of you in your homes and trying to explain to your kids and your families or friends who don't get what's happening and why is church closed today? The church isn't closed. You are the church. We're just doing it a little bit differently today. In Christ alone, we have hope. For those of you not made it to that step yet and say, Larry, you guys talk about this Jesus and this Christ and following him. I'm just saying take a take a step of faith and risk today. He's the only way we get to go to heaven. 
He is the only way that we can have hope, especially in times like these. In Christ alone, we have hope. Joshua 1, 5 through 6 says, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will meet these people who inherit the land I swore to their ancestors. God is with you even right now.